Hey y'all, welcome to Victory Praise and Worship's podcast. My name is Kiana and I will be your host. Today's message is titled, Hearers and Doers. God, I pray that this message touches the lives of the ones that need it most. Open their heart and ears so that they can receive your message. Allow them to take this message and carry it with them throughout their day, week, and even their life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The next voice you will hear will be of our very own minister, Kim Spence. Thank you for listening and enjoy. God bless. We're going to be coming from James 1, 22 and 25. James 1, 22 through 25. But ye be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves, for if they, are, if they be hearers of the word and not a doer, he is likened to man beholding a natural face in a glass. For the brethren himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth the manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not forgetful hearer, but doer of the work. This man shall be blessed indeed. Uh, look at everybody and just say, let's not just be hearers, but let's be doers as well. Lord, I thank you. I love you. I appreciate you, Lord. I, I just adore you, Lord. Thank you for allowing me, Lord, to spread your word on this morning, Lord. Lord, I ask that something I say, something I do, touch the minds and touch the hearts of your people. And I'll give you glory and I'll give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think this morning my assignment is to talk to you about the importance of doer, of being a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. As we can see in this passage, um, the reason for being so is simple. And pretty straightforward. Obedience to God's word brings blessing. Disobedience to God's word brings destruction. The promise and principles is promise and principles is preached through, throughout the scripture, and we read in Joshua, Joshua one and eight. This book is the law, shall not depart from out the mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That you mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For this shall make the way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Joshua obeying the word is good success. Disobeying the word will not call for success. How does obedience to God bring blessings? Well, <laughs> if you like me. Whenever I hear a promise or a command, naturally, I, I would like to know why or how. I, I'm going to do a little transparent moment for a minute. This year, out of all my years working at the prison, has been one of the toughest or, and difficult times of my career. I've been with the prison. A lot of y'all know that I've been cousin back there, Dexter. They know I've been with the prison for 
20 plus, plus, plus years. And this year has been the hardest year or the toughest year of my career. Not that it had to be, but it was. Um, some things were said about me um, that kind of challenged my integrity. Some things were said about me that kind of challenged my ability to do my job. Some things was done to me to hinder me from doing other things that I wanted to do. And I knew, and I knew better. I knew what it was. Out of all this word I've heard, out of all this word I've spoke, I still didn't do what I heard or what I spoke. Being transparent. By me not doing what I've heard hindered me from receiving some of the blessings that I'm supposed to have. What I've, what I've, when I've done wrong like I, like I was supposed to do, it hindered other folks attached to me miss their blessings. When I was a hearer and not a doer, there may have been promotions that I missed because I wasn't doing what I've heard. There may have been promotions that my friends would have had that they missed because I wasn't doing what I've heard. It's my responsibility as God's child to lead and direct other people that's not done. Pastor teaches all the time, everything that is attached to you will prosper. So on the other word is, if it's attached to you and you're doing wrong, what you think will happen to them? And I was account held, going to be held accountable for that action because I was not a doer of what I heard. That's my transparent moment. There's going to come a time. Somebody's going to cross you up. You've heard the word. You're responsible for doing what you're supposed to do. Everybody's not proclaiming the gospel. We are. And please, please be careful. I had to repent. And it had me to the point where I didn't, I started not liking certain people and being boisterous about it. I'm in a leadership position at the prison. So when you start being boisterous negatively, the people under you start being negative. The head is the head. And the tail will follow. So be careful, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about me. I'm not, I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm talking about me. Be doers as well as hearers. James 1 and 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity and naughtiness and receive with meekness and engrafted word which is able to save your soul. When he says able to save your soul, it's able to save your soul from eternal destruction. Through God's word, we find 
um, way of salvation. Scripture is very clear that heaven is not something we can earn. <laughs> we have sinned and come short of God's glory. And therefore, we are incapable to please God on our own. We don't deserve salvation. Salvation is by God's grace. Forgiveness from God is free, a free gift that God is, God is able to give us because Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago. Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and he took the place to receive punishment based on the sacrifices Jesus made. God is able to grant forgiveness and put our trust in God, in Jesus. Then God planned salvation. It's only by our faith we can receive salvation. No man shall enter any other way but receiving salvation. God's words, his word is not like a magic lamp. You can't rub it and get three wishes. God's word will not deliver us from consequences of our foolishness. Okay, let me help you out. That ain't true. Yes, it is. That means you're held accountable for what you do. You know his word, and you're still held accountable for what you do. So whatsoever man sows, that sow shall he reap. And that's a benefit of being in God's hand. God's word guide us so that we won't have foolish decisions. So that's why it's important for us to constantly read, constantly study, and it prevents us from making foolish decisions like I did. It helps keep somebody from failing. When you go through something and you make a foolish decision and come through it, it's a test. The good thing about a test is, first bad part is you can go through it again. The good part about it is you help somebody else from having to go through that test that you went through by your witness or by the way you live, the way you carry yourself, by an example. So God's wisdom gives us the ability to make good choices and, and be blessed by doing so. I remind of a story of a, a guy was talking about one of his best friends was a close Christian friend who made a huge impact on his life. He was a powerful spiritual leader in, our, in, his, in his church, and um, he's not rich, and, um, but he drove a, and drove a mediocre car, nothing fancy. Um, you can, some people would look at him and say, he's not, he ain't that blessed, but he's driving this mediocre car. He's not flashy. He don't have a lot of money, and, but he was, his, his name was good. <laughs> His name was good. The book of Proverbs says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. He may not have a lot of money. He ain't had a fancy car, but his name was good. And all of his children became born and born again believers. And his family was very loving and close-knit. And he had a happy marriage. And I'm sure him and his wife had some issues. But when they was in public, they always seemed they complimented each other and he was used greatly in church. They even choose him, chose him to be one of the deacons in the church. He was one of the Sunday school teachers and always well-respected leader. He was a good steward of what God gave him. Through his obedience to God's word, 
He learned to live conservative lifestyle and manage his money well. He was retired, worked on the retired and started enjoying his family. Okay, is that success? Is that being blessed? In my opinion, it is. In life, is that what life is all about? Some of the people you see walking around here with these fancy clothes, some of these people you see around here driving these big fancy cars are some of the most miserable people in the world. Not all of them, but some of them are. Because that's where all their faith and everything is in the material things that they have. I would rather have a loving family. I would rather for my name to be good. I would rather for my kids to be saved. I would rather have everything that God promised me than have the fanciest cars and all the money in the world. Because there's nothing you can do with that money when God calls you home. Ain't nothing you can do with it. So in order to do that, you have to be doers of what you've heard and what you've been told. James 1.22. Be, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For in any, for if any be hearers of the word and not doer, he is like unto a man beholding a natural face in a glass. For the brethren before he beholds himself and goeth his way. The straight way getteth in the manner man was. Although we are all faithful hearers of the word, we are not always faithful doers of the word. A lot of times we take, step, take steps and people say stuff they may step on your toes, and then you'll be like me, ready to retaliate, ready to speak negative on them. Have somebody attached to you speak negative on them. Do y'all know that as a leader, whether a person knows a person or not, a lot of times if you don't like them, your followers don't like them? Is that right? No. But that's what happens when you're a leader. So that's why you have to be careful on how you present yourself in front of people and in front of anybody, everybody, actually. Because, like I, like I said, everything attached to you reaps the benefit or the residue from you, whether it be good or bad. And we're going to be held accountable for those actions. There's great danger in developing mentally concerned God's word, in developing an audit of million. In other words, everybody know what an auditor does. They come in, they find stuff, they pick stuff, they try to find something wrong. We do it as Christians. We go in God's word, we pick through it, we try to find out what works for us, and we dissect it, and we use what part belongs to me and not nobody else. That's dangerous. If you're going to use the word, use the whole word. Because if you use part of that sentence, you're missing the other part. One part accents the other part. Just like a book, a chapter book. Every bestseller chapter book. Every bestseller book has chapters. 
every chapter lifts up a little bit higher until you get to the conclusion. And what's going to happen with our life, everything we're going through is a chapter. And when we get to the end, we're not going to write the last chapter. The final chapter don't belong to us. The conclusion will be put and wrote for you. You won't write it. Matthew, Matthew 13 and 15. For the hearts of his people have grown dull. The ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes, they say, have closed. Least ye should see their eyes and hear with their ears. Least they should understand with the heart and turn and sound uh, and so they should heal them. I think the church, the church has grown cold. We get content and satisfied with where we are. We have to be careful and understand that where you are now is not where you will stay. If you are proclaiming the gospel or claiming God is who you say he is, you can't get comfortable in where you are because he's always looking for ways to accelerate his people. Anything that you're in and you don't want to grow in it, you shouldn't be in it. Anything you're doing and you don't prosper from it, you shouldn't be in it. And I'm not talking about prospering for money. You can prosper by somebody else getting saved. You can prosper by leading somebody in the right direction to keep them from falling short and coming, coming short of the glory of God. It's not all about money. That'll come. That's, that's nothing. He's going to supply your needs anyway because he said he would. And I don't know about y'all, but I ain't got nothing but good, I ain't got good sense. Number believe that his word is true. And his promise will forever stand. I'm convinced. So James 1 and 22 say, Ye be doers of the word, not hearers, and deceiving yourself. The word doers refer to someone who accomplishes something. Who should note that James 23 refers to those who are doers of the word. And 25, he refers to them that are doers of work in the word. Okay, there's a difference. We can be doers of the word. That means we're following what God said do because we've been taught what to do. But the work of the Lord is, like my sister said, come out here and pray. Not just for yourself, but for somebody else. She said about, uh, about the cruise, if you don't have kids, give for somebody else. That's doing the work. That's working as far as following and doing um, what God has us to do. James telling us that no, um, telling us not to put faith in our back pockets when we walk out of here on Sundays. <laughs> we, we should be practicing by being doers of the word. So when we walk out of here on Sunday, some of us say, well, I went to church this Sunday. I'll see y'all next Sunday. That's the last time that you said anything to God or last time you've ever experienced God was when you left church. Once you come to church 
and you hear this word, you are held accountable for what you heard in this place. God holds you accountable for what you're being taught. So when you come in here on Sunday and get this word that you're receiving and walk out of here and don't do anything all week long about what you heard, you are sinning. And God is going to hold you accountable for your actions. James 1.22, be ye doers of the word and hearers and not deceiving your own self. I, I like the book of James because he's straightforward. He don't sugarcoat it. He goes straight to the point and he lets you know what it is. I don't care whether you like it or not. It's like he's not afraid to tell you what it is. James, I think James looked gangster. Yeah, you think, what do you think, Javon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think James, James got a little, little gangster in him. Um, you know, apparently James believed that hypocrisy was a problem in the church. Um, throughout his letter, he addressed problems of self-deception and, and in our spirituality. Uh, different ways we can deal with our self-deception um, and spirituality. Our prayer life. Uh, we can deal with that during our prayer life. We can deal with self-deception, um, showing favoritism to people <laughs> over others. We can do it by thinking a partial obedience is the same as complete obedience. Goes back to that word. You can't do half right and think it's the same thing as doing all right. You don't want God to give you a half a blessing. So you got to do what's all right. Claiming the faith but lacking real evidence. Expressing concern for those in need without offering help. All right, let me make that clear. We talk about people that need help. We talk about how we see them struggling. We talk about people we see walking down the street. How many times, when the last time you stopped one of those guys or one of those ladies walking the street and witnessed to them? When's the last time you seen somebody in need and go in your pocket and take the last $5 out your pocket and give it to them? We're held accountable for our actions. We praise God while we're destroying other believers. We get in here, we shout, we run around and do what we want to do and talk and trash about the person right beside you. It's facts. I, I, that's, that's in the word. <laughs> we ask God for guidance while we still want to live like we want to live. We constantly ask God to bless me with this and bless me with that and bless me with this. But you turn around and go out there and do any and everything you want to do and expect to get the same blessing. It ain't going to happen. He's going to bless you with some things anyway because that's who he is. But my pastor always, like he told us, there's some things that his kids' friends will get at the house because they're his kids' friends. But there's certain things they won't get because they're not his kids. Same thing with us living our life. There's certain things that God's going to give us just because of who we are, who he is. But when we become totally his child, man, we get any and everything that belongs to us and that he wants us to have. Other than we even want. So we have to be careful on living the life. And not only living it because that people watching you. When you don't even know it, people watching you. Um, Pastor and I was talking to somebody one time and 
He was talking about the picture on Facebook. And he went to Corey and said, hey, man, every time I see Pastor on Facebook, why I see you with him? That's because people are watching a picture. They watch the stuff as simple as a picture. So you know what they're doing with your actions. Watching and documenting in their little computer. Um, we always shouting out our opinion. The halftime don't even matter. They ain't hitting no fast when we shout it out. And they ain't willing to fix them when we make that opinion. I'm just saying. We're pretending to love God while we're still in love with the world. That ain't going to happen. Either or. We're playing our lives without praying and asking God for guidance. Another transparent moment. I asked for a position with the prison a while back. I was kind of upset I didn't get it. I know I interviewed well, and I knew I had it because I, I was good. I wouldn't be in this, and I wouldn't be in this city, but I, I'm good. And found out that <laughs> I'm glad I didn't get it. You ain't never home. You're on the road all day, every day. Um, they'll call you this week and tell you pop up next week somewhere else. I'm to the age now. I want to be home with my wife. I want to be home sometime. I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to be at church like I wanted to be because I'd be on the road. So sometimes we ask for stuff and don't even pray about it before we ask for it. And when you pray about it, be careful that you're not hearing yourself answer you. Sometimes we want something so much that we don't even hear God, we hear ourselves because we want it that bad. Once again, you held accountable. So be careful what you ask for. Um, we were growing up, they say, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. But the problem is, problem ain't getting it. The problem is keeping it. Anything, listen, if you go to an apple tree and it's producing pears, you better not eat it. You go to that apple tree and tell them, I want a pear. And that tree throw you a, 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 a pear, don't eat it. <laughs> yeah, I said it as a joke, but it's real. <laughs> so a lot of us, a lot of us we, 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 we look at these things and we, we think we're doing right or we think we know what we're doing, but we really don't. We really don't. So we got to start, before we get stuff and taking stuff, go ask God for it first. Pray about it. And be patient. Be patient. I, I, Lord, I prayed about this last week. And, but take my answer. Somebody came and told me, I want this car. No good and well, you came to afford $500 a month. The man called you and tell you, I'm going to give you this car for $650. But I can put you in it with no money down. You get the car, riding around flossing. And two weeks later, you're riding around catching the cab. So be careful what you ask for. And make sure that what you're hearing you're hearing from God, not yourself. Sometimes we can convince ourselves of something so much that we believe ourselves. Once again, I'm being transparent. I tell myself sometimes, man, I'm going to the gym tomorrow. I don't care what I say. I'm going to the gym. Had a membership for Planet Fitness for a year. They're taking my $10 every month. And I've been once this year. 
I'm laughing, but think about how much money I done gave away. That's money I could have gave somebody for the cruise. Because Lord knows I ain't been to that gym. <laughs> and I keep telling myself every week, I'm going. I'm going to start next week. She ain't no getting in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I say some of this stuff laughing and joking, but it's real. And you, and you got to understand what's real. Um, James 1, 23, 24. Um, be hearers of the word and not doers. He's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For beholdeth himself and goeth away straightway, forgetteth the manner um, of man he was. James refers to someone who looks in the mirror and sees um, sees what need to be done, but turns away and w- turns and walks away. Not only is that foolish, James said once a person walks away from the mirror, they immediately forget what they see. <coughs> they think everything is okay while everyone else and leaves everyone else to deal with what they see. Some things we do wrong and we know it's wrong. And we feel like, well, that's the way I am. Y'all just had to deal with it. We know ourselves we're wrong. We know what we're doing wrong, and we still do it and expect everybody to accept what we're doing wrong, and we know that we're out of order. We're going to be held accountable for that. So, and, and, and a lot of us don't even want to face um, who we are spiritually. We don't want to face who we are spiritually. It's much easier for us to pretend it's okay. When deep down, we know it isn't. Our love for Christ has grown cold and become careless, careless about life. James 1.25 says, But whosoever looketh into a perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he is not therein, he being not a, for, um, a forgetful hearer, but doer of work of men shall be blessed indeed. James tells us in God's word that the mirror is not only to reveal to us what needs to be changed, it helps us to change it. So when, he get, when we read that word, he tell you, it's one thing to tell somebody what's wrong. But if you don't tell them how to fix what's wrong, then go right back to doing the same thing that they know how to do. So that's what this is saying. He, the word not only tells you what's wrong, if you read it and dissect it, It'll tell you how to fix what's wrong. We have to um, continuously take a serious look into God's word. James refers to, um, to, who, to those who looketh into a perfect law of liberty. The word looketh means stoop down and take a serious look at something. Examine it and learn what it has to say. Maybe better than that, slow down. And there's... Uh, we have to slow down. I need to slow down. <laughs> we have to slow down. There are different types of soil that you can plant in. Now, you're going to plant stuff because you received these words. You can plant in hardened soil, and the heart has become hard. And refuse to see with spiritual truth. The book, the book of Hebrews tells us that sin produces a hard heart. Um, when we willingly condone sin, 
in our lives and make themselves, we make ourselves more resistant to God. Then we got the shallow soil. The heart is easy to respond and emotional without making a real commitment. Spiritual decisions are usually short-lived in this kind of soil. Then we have thorny soil, a heart that preoccupies with the cares of the world, therefore becoming spiritually unproductive because everything else is more important than God's word. Then we have fertile soil, a heart that is hungry for spiritual truth and that receives and that receives it and allows transform, transform their lives so that they are able to recognize that God's perfect will. To be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, we must have a heart of fertile soil. We read from the book of Hosea, Hosea 10 and 12. Plow up hard ground of your heart. Plow up the hard ground of your heart. And know, and now it is time to seek the Lord that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. Plow up the hard ground of the heart that he might receive God's truth and he would do that. So we got to stop playing with sin. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord through our prayers and his word. Tell him your need for spiritual renewal and ask him to shower us with spiritual blessings. We got to be determined to be obedient. That's what the whole passage is about. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Allow God to bless your life. God wants to bless your life spiritually and to produce his abundant harvest through you. Stop running. Stop resisting. But we must, have, we must ha let him have his way in our life. Too many Christians mark their Bibles. But their Bibles never mark them. If a person thinks he is spiritual, if a person thinks he's spiritual just because he hears the word of God, not because he's a doer of the word, he is deceiving himself and is not a hearer but doing and bringing blessings of maturity in Christ. As I close, remember, everything you do, people are watching. Your reactions can save somebody's life. Your tongue can save somebody's life. Being a doer can save somebody's marriage. Being a doer can save somebody's home. Being a doer can save your life. Be not only hearers, but doers of the word. Bless you. Amen, amen, amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. For he gave us our passage for the week in James, the first chapter, where it says, Be ye doers of the word, be obedient to God. And it's funny because um, you know how we talk about, like, I'm halfway saved or whatever. So the whole time he preaching, I'm thinking about the lyrics, the man in the mirror. Well, y'all go home, look, at, look, look up man in the mirror, and then read verse 25. Because I think Michael Jackson kind of um, read that before he started writing that song, looking at the man in the mirror. That's crazy. You can get to a mirror and look at yourself 
and be like, dang, I messed up. And you turn around and ignore what you saw. 